On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, everybody, to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. We are so delighted that you're here, and I personally am equally delighted that on today's show, we have Gloria Knight. She is the author of the book called Soul Wound, which is a fictionalized version of her real-life story marked by suspense, danger, and love. Gloria was the victim of two abusive marriages, and she's the mother of three children. Before getting married, Gloria would describe her worldview as sheltered and naive. Her abusive relationships opened her eyes to not only a corrupt world, but also to a forgiving God. Gloria uses her horrific life experiences to minister to outer city children. She teaches them to be leaders and examples in their communities. But teaching forgiveness is a challenge to many of these children because they're children of addicts and alcoholics. They are astounded that even Jesus came to the earth to be ridiculed and bullied but they also learn in no uncertain terms that God won't forgive anyone who doesn't forgive others. And these children are hungry for God's forgiveness. So Gloria, thank you so much for coming on the show and welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. Thank you. You know, when I read your bio and, and I was asking the Lord, okay, because there are so many points that we could bring up as you share your testimony of God's grace and his love and his forgiveness in your life and how he works in your life. I thought I was asking the Lord, okay, where should we go? What angle should we start? And as you may know, the Choose to Think podcast is all about choosing to think. And we want to take those thoughts, take our thoughts captive. We want to walk with a renewed mind. And indeed, the, the word tells us that we have the mind of Christ. But sometimes connecting those dots in a practical sense is kind of hard. But I drilled down on the strength that you found to forgive your abusers in your life, and then how you actually teach those principles to these children with your ministry. And I I came up with a a few thoughts that I think may play interference with some folks when they're attempting to forgive. And I have a list of them. Would you mind if I go through this list and I just say, okay. Okay. All right. So the first thought I came up with on why it's kind of difficult for some of us to forgive and why it's a, sometimes it feels like a balancing act, or sometimes it's something that we just ignore altogether. We just put aside the fact that we're harboring bitterness or resentment towards someone in our hearts. And we just, mm, just set it on a shelf almost. But the first thought I had that I think people may also engage, certainly some of my listeners is the person who hurt me, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven after what they did. So could you tell us, Gloria, how you might manage that particular thought? Like, and maybe you had this thought as well, like that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven after all they did. They don't deserve forgiveness. Did you ever think that? I think that was my initial thought, giving me, you know, 
meant that I was setting him free. And really, he didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, look, you know, having hindsight, I can see where I was a little bit of an abuser myself. Mm. It's not that I asked for the treatment that I, you know, I received, but I kind of gave, at times, I just kind of gave as good as I got. I did learn self-defense, and I really gave that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and that was wrong. I just feel that, you you know, forgiving someone really means you're setting yourself free. You're not setting them free. Could be setting them free, you know, if they won't forgive them, if they ask for it and they want it. Most of the time, you have imprisoned yourself. You're in a prison. You just have all hostility and hatred. Going back and seeing it, I'm just so glad to be free of that. Was there a day when you realized, hey, I've forgiven after all your ex-husbands did and their the abusive relationship that, that you shared? Was there a day when you just kind of woke up and thought, you know what? I, I'm not harboring all that ickiness inside me anymore. No, it, it was true. And it was, it, and it was like the devil was trying to bring it up, you know, put it in my mind. And I'll say, hey, that's not even my thought. I'm free of that. You know, just being free. I'm free. I heard a a pastor give a sermon once about forgiveness and he likened unforgiveness to a dead cat. And you leave the tail sticking up when you bury the cat. And whenever you engage those thoughts of unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, it's as if you walk over to that tail, yank it up out of the ground and start giving it up the road. And as if that represented, you know, the offender or whatever. And then when you're done, you just stick it back down with the tail sticking up. And it's just such an ugliness that's there. You know, I think of the times in my life when I forgiven. And for me, it was a little bit progressive. I had to be so intentional, kind of like you just said, Gloria, about rebuking the enemy because the enemy will continue to throw those fiery darts of negative toxic memories our way for me it you know that would happen it seemed like one day i just suddenly had compassion for the individual instead of rage and anger and bitterness and i don't know really how that for me it wasn't like a, i was free free something i i noticed automatically but it seemed to be kind of progressive what i do remember is having to deal with those thoughts those recurring negative thoughts over and over and over again and i guess after pounding them and deciding you know what i'm not going to go pull that tail of that cat back up i'm not going to do it then suddenly things you know the water cleared so to speak here's another kind of thought that may play interference with forgiveness. And it's, if I forgive them, this means I'm giving them permission to keep doing wrong to me. Did you ever feel that in your marriage? I think I did. I really feel, you know, when I was just holding on to forgiveness, you know, I guess my thought was, why why am I letting him off the hook? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was thinking I was letting him off the hook, but That wasn't even true. I needed to let myself off the hook. That was my initial thought that, well, here, if I forgive him, he, you know, he's going to keep on doing it. He's going to keep on doing it anyway. Exactly. Were you a Christian during your marriages? I had accepted Jesus into my heart, but honestly and truly, it, it was a slow, slow process before I got out of it 
being all about me. I asked that because I'm just curious, how did you let yourself off the hook? I guess it was God who let me off the hook because honestly, I do know without him, I can't set myself free. He has to set me free. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned this. And it's when I just said, you know, hey, God, I don't want this. Mm. I'm giving it to you. And that's when I had, you know, when I had the, the freedom. I really think that's an important point that you make because you, there was a point where you said enough of this. I don't want this. God, will you help me? And I think that was also now that I'm thinking about it and you say that that was a bit of a turning point for me because if I could have let myself off the hook, so to speak, I would have done it because sometimes I tend to strive and uh -huh. want to just take care of things on my own and by golly, by my bootstraps, I'll do it. But God mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. And he wants us to be wholly dependent upon him. And he is, mm -hmm. he'll do the heavy lifting in all of this. So I think that in my journey of forgiving certain people in my lifetime, there, there was a moment where I did shift my thinking and it wasn't that, you know, I was guilted into thinking, okay, I got to forgive them, you know, because sometimes mm -hmm. as Christians, we may feel guilty, like, mm, I don't know, I, I, I'm not forgiving them. And, you know, but I know I should, I know I should, but mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I think I was able to turn at some point and just kind of give it to God and say, help me to forgive. And, yeah. And that's when he kind of moves in. Well, here's another thought that if you could picture someone even now an abusive relationship one of the listeners and maybe they're thinking you know my husband or my family member whoever it might be they don't care if they're forgiven or not so why should I care because God's not going to forgive you I know the Bible doesn't go into these details honestly are you going to be in the kingdom if you're if you just don't forgive anyone and I, I don't think I would be. I just don't think God's going to accept me into the kingdom, holding mm. all this hostility and iniquity into my heart. Mm. So you're saying that because of your desire to be forgiven, that that really helped you. That kind of was the like the line in the sand, like when you mm -hmm. realized, look, this is not what God has for me. This is not right. his way. And he does not desire that I have all of this in my heart. So therefore, and well, and also I may not make it into heaven if I'm not forgiven. By the way, I have a few Bible verses I was going to read as we're speaking sure. about that. I'm probably writing them down. Yeah, well, you probably already have them memorized even, but Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Right. Matthew 6.14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And I think that's one of the ones you're getting at. And then Colossians, mm -hmm. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And then, of course, in Psalm 32, one, it says, blessed is the one whose transgression transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. And that's really what forgiveness is all about. And mm -hmm. the, the heart of what I hear you saying is that Jesus has forgiven me. I'm in need of forgiveness. God has forgiven me. Therefore, 
how could I withhold forgiveness from someone else? Do I have that right? We have to think of ourselves that we have done things that offended God. And, it, you know, and if God forgives us for, for offending him, because I mean, that's uh, offenses towards God. That's the ultimate, you know, to me, you, you just don't commit offenses towards God. Mm. And if he can forgive, what right do we have not to forgive? Mm. I mean, no, he, 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 he's the authority, the ultimate authority. That's right. That's right. I guess sometimes it's just harder than done, but I think as I'm it just is. kind of processing everything we're chatting about and even some of these limiting thoughts that folks may be engaging as they're listening to this even, and maybe we could just encourage the listeners to take a moment and think in your heart, are you harboring for unforgiveness, resentment, or bitterness toward anyone? And if you are, what does God say about that? What does he say about himself in this process? And what does he even say about the situation that you're enduring? And I think when we can kind of tap into or try to tap into God's perspective through his word that he will demonstrate to us and help us to overcome any area of unforgiveness that we may have in our hearts. I think that's probably why we're to kind of keep a short list. And what, what, do you do that nowadays? I mean, if someone ruffles you the wrong way, Gloria, you know, how do you handle that? Just like on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, of course, I'm going to have anger. Anger is just going to be a natural response. And having anger is not the sin. The sin is holding on to it. The sin is offending with it. And as long as you know, say, you know, God, I'm angry. Please help me with this. Help me to, you know, help me channel my anger or, or whatever. You know, I think you can channel anger. Go to the gym and hit a, you know, a punching bag. Mm -hmm. You know, the most important thing is just giving it to God. Just mm -hmm. giving it to him and just let him take care of it take care of it. So I don't want it. It's ugly and I don't want it. Please take it away from me. Have you ever been angry with God and toward him? When I was younger, pretty much I was, you know, mm -hmm. it's just when things didn't work out in my life and when things were going south with my marriage and, and I was wanting it to work and I, and, you know, and I, and I was praying to God, help it to work. You know, God doesn't go against man's will. Mm. So, I mean, I, I had to learn these, all these things the very hard way. Mm. Well, and now you've shared that with someone to encourage and inspire their hearts and to let them know that they're not alone in your work called Soul Wounds. Can you tell us a little bit why you decided to write that book? Well, I, I was going to give you a couple examples from my book, because in my book, there's a character and he is a hitman. There's another character in the book, and he's a police criminologist. That was his job, and he, you know, he had to go to college for that. He just hated Diesel. He just hated him, and anytime Diesel came to New York, he harassed him, and really, he never thought that was wrong, and it's in my second book where I'm going to really address that, and that's really a forgiveness and there's a, a podcast kind of like yours a radio show rather like yours 
that uh, is called the Forgiveness Zone. Andrew is the name of the private investigator, and he, his daughter was murdered by this man. She was 14 years old. So he decides that he's going to be a private investigator to find, kidnap, and uh, runaways. That's what he devotes his life to. But what's missing is he doesn't have forgiveness. I see. I guess I can go into a little detail. He puts Diesel in jail. He kind of makes sure that uh, the inmates know that he's a child killer. That puts his life in danger. Mm-hmm. And he deliberately does that. It's in the second book that I write that that's going to be addressed. And Andrew is telling his testimony how he wouldn't forgive Diesel. He wrote him letters in prison. He forgave him and he wrote him, you know, letters in prison. And the second book is going to be the letters and a journal that the, the man in prison wrote. That's going to be the uh, soul wound, the revelation. And I've already written it and I'm about to get it published. Oh, that is wonderful. That, is, that sounds really fat, really interesting. I love how you're carrying through the topic of forgiveness because it really is a powerful message. And it's one that as Christians, as believers, we must, we must tend to that issue in our lives. Even if it's something pesky that happens or a repeated action from a loved one, or, you know, whatever it may be, that's knocking on our heart's door, causing us to to kind of bristle back. That's just not God's way. It's not Jesus's way. So we appreciate that you're using your time and your talent to put out work, media, books into the world so that others can get this wonderful message. That is just wonderful. I Can you tell the listeners how they might reach you, Gloria, how they could reach out to you? I have a website, GloriaKnight.com, but you, you, you need to put heart to heart in there for some reason. You have to put heart to heart in there to get it. Okay. Well, I will definitely link that in the show notes so that folks can just read the description if they're listening on YouTube or they can click in the description of the podcast episode itself, wherever they listen, and we'll make sure that they can get directly over to your website. And can they get your book there? Oh yeah, they can get my book there. Have you had any like what is your the feedback been so far? I was looking at your website today and I noticed that you could even order in bulk. I wondered if oh, pe- yeah. people might be doing something like that for a small group, if they could go through your book for a small group, would that work, do you think? That would work. Now, I don't know if they use fictional books, but they might. But we, you know, I've always been in, in small groups and we would use Bibles. I think the revelation would be a very good you know, which is coming out. It's not out yet, but it's, you know, I've notified my publisher and, you know, and we're we're about to work on that coming out very soon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the second one, right. That you were talking about earlier. That's that's the second one. It's called Revelation. Yeah. Soul and the Revelation. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, Gloria, thank you so very much for appearing on the show. And I'm so hopeful that there is even one listener who says, you know, I haven't been thinking about forgiveness very much lately, but I'm going to chew on this a bit and I'm going to just ask the Lord to help me if I'm harboring unforgiveness or if I've just been ignoring an issue in my life. And I'm going to make sure that I remember that 
God has forgiven me so much. How could I not forgive others for what I have been forgiven? So anyway, powerful message today. Thank you so much for a wrap, brain changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.